0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with this psychic sister. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here for our Saturday pop-up, and we are going to have some fun today. Maybe. (laughs) I'm going to talk to you guys a little today about what's new in weird crime news. There's a plethora of it. Uh, You know, a lot of criminals aren't really masterminds. They're not the biggest geniuses out there. And so we're going to have some fun today and maybe a little horror too, unfortunately, but it goes with the territory of true crime, right? But I have some cases to share with you. You decide. Hey, innocuous, welcome. Okay. So first and foremost, we're going to talk about Colby Parker. Colby Parker got in a fight with his grandpa, as you do. I hope not, but Colby Parker got in a fight with his grandpa, and <clears throat> it turned physical, and eventually the police were called, and they found his grandfather deceased on the front steps, and they took Colby into custody. And while they were questioning Colby about the situation, the fight with grandpa, Colby pulled something out of his pocket and laid it out on the table all while letting them know that he didn't do anything to Grandpa on purpose. It was all self-defense. Grandpa came at him. Grandpa was 77, let's be clear. Colby was in his 30s, a, you know, strapping strapling young man, right? So he pulled something out and put it on the table. Much to the horror of the detectives, they discovered it was Grandpa's ears. That's right. Colby cut off Grandpa's ears. In self-defense, as you do when you fight your Grandpa, So they were a little concerned about that, and it was true. Grandpa was dead on the front steps, full of stab wounds, some uh, baseball bat blows to the head, and, well, missing his ears. The police eventually went back to the house, and they searched Colby's bedroom. And they found this apron that we can only assume was given to him as a gift. The apron says, the family butcher. And there's pictures of, and even some glued on, body parts, including an ear. So apparently our Colby took that one quite seriously. He has been arrested, as you can imagine. So uh, RIP Grandpa and Colby. Seriously, get some help. You won't. Well, maybe you will. But (laughs) there you go. The family butcher took it completely literally. So I don't know, I guess we all need to uh, think twice before we give somebody some kind of a macabre gift. But, (laughs) because Colby decided he really was the family butcher. Yeah, what the hell. So we'll see what happens. Colby, this was, uh, just happened a few days ago. So Colby has been arrested and charged. So we'll see what happens. He was charged with second degree murder being held on no bond. He does, however, have some wounds on his forehead. So it looks like grandpa maybe at least got a few licks in before he, you know, went down. All right. Our next case comes from Florida. Colby was in Florida too. I hate to tell you that a lot of these cases came from Florida and it wasn't on purpose. So uh, Floridians, I'm sorry, I'm not targeting you. It's just that you guys have a lot of weird crime. All right, now let's talk about these geniuses, Brian Tolentino and Juan Lopez. So the police in Florida discovered a while back that there were some graves that had been disturbed in a cemetery and they were looking into the, uh, you know, the crime because there were some Graves that had been disturbed and four graves were missing their heads. That's right. The bodies were missing their heads. Now, at this was in December, and this was at the Edgewood Cemetery in Mount Dora. So, interestingly, too, three of the four graves belonged to veterans. So, investigators discovered at the scene cigars of all things. And so they took the cigars and did some DNA testing. You know, this will be another one of those DNA for the wind kind of cases. So they tested the DNA and they tracked that DNA back to Brian, Brian Tolentino. So they got a warrant to take a mouth swab from him for a direct DNA comparison and guess what? For sure him. So investigators question him, and he confesses that he and his friend, Juan Lopez, went to the cemetery together. Apparently, Lopez used a crowbar to open the vaults and removed the heads of the deceased. They took four heads from four graves to Lopez's residence, and they did that for religious practices. Yeah, they were building a shrine from hell. Yeah, so they are practicing a kind of, let's see, what did they call it? I'm going to have to, I didn't, I've never heard of this specific thing before. This was a Paulo Mayombe ritual. So when they get to Lopez's home to check it out, they discover six skulls there. So they have two more than the ones they stole there at the cemetery. They have a hand, a human hand, a partial arm, and multiple other large bones, uh, some of humans, some of animals. They also have some other things. They said that they received the other two skulls as gifts. How thoughtful. From other practitioners. Uh, They also found a fake skull. They found a baby alligator head, some goat's heads and goat skulls some turtle shells, some chicken bones, raccoon skulls, and other religious artifacts. So they were building an altar with these items, apparently. So Lopez owns a karate dojo called Bushikan Karate, and also owns an essential oil company called Botanica Vititi. That sells essential oils and items used in Palo Mayombe rituals. That's right. This is a, it, it's some kind of a Caribbean, uh, like Afro-Caribbean religion of sorts. And these two are involved in it. So uh, prosecutors are actually calling it a cult, but we don't know exactly what this is about. Some people call it the evil twin of Santeria. So they said that they had to take skulls. From veterans, because their ritual, they never really cleared up exactly what the ritual was for. But the ritual had to do with having skulls from people who had uh, committed some kind of uh, heroic act. So it had to be veterans. So the veterans were from the Korean War and World War I. So these were old, old skulls. Oh, interesting. Jackie said Mount Dora is a lovely community, full of antique stores and beautiful things. Mm. Very sad that these fools live there, huh? So at any rate, you can imagine they have been arrested. They did say that they did a ceremony at the cemetery drinking Bacardi rum and smoking cigars before receiving guidance from the spirits about which graves to break open. Now, Tolentino has a criminal record that includes cocaine possession, drug possession with intent to distribute grand theft and armed robbery. So, you know, he's been around the block. Now, they've both been charged with four counts of distributing contents of a grave and abuse of a dead body, as well as one count of disturbing contents of a grave. Lopez was additionally charged with buying, selling and trafficking in dead bodies. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, so there you go. All we can hope is that, you know, these fools uh, get the, (laughs) the full weight of the law thrown at them. Isn't that horrifying? It would be so horrifying to be a family member and learn that some idiots had done this to one of your relatives. Yeah, just sick and insane, but... There are some, there are still some practices out there, obviously, that uh, people think they need to use body parts for. So, so nasty. Anyway, so there you go. All right, I have a few more for you. It's going to take me just a minute. (laughs) Our program is awesome, but it only lets you upload three pictures at a time. And so if you're going to use a lot of pictures in a stream, you have to do it a few at a time so I apologize for going slow okay and for <coughs> pardon me being bad at the computer apparently <laughs> oh yeah Paula says she's surprised the wind has not blown my house away oh Paula it's so bad Mars had softball games yesterday all day in a park and I'll tell you what it was just seriously the worst yeah We're- Kind of glad to have gotten out. I don't even want to say alive. <laughs> yeah, not good. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to tell you about these fools who oh, did something pretty awful. So this is a former priest and two dominatrixes that are charged with having sex on top of an altar. And apparently the church uh, didn't like that. So, this is a former Louisiana priest, not Florida. (laughs) They were charged with vandalism. So, apparently, this happened in Louisiana. A person was walking by Saints Peter and Roman, oh, Saints Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River back in September when they saw a half clothed priest through the church windows. Engaging in a threesome. And the dominatrixes were both dressed in uh, corsets. I don't know if you needed to know that. But he was actually the pastor at the time. A guy named Travis John Clark. So he was arrested as well as these two out-of-state women, Mindy Lynn Dixon and Melissa Chang. And they were originally just charged with obscenity counts. And then uh, those charts were reduced now to just vandalism for knowingly defacing, vandalizing, or otherwise damaging property and causing damage valued at over $500 and under $50,000. So as you can imagine, he is no longer a priest. And the (laughs) altar in question was taken out and burned and replaced. So, yeah, it's pretty terrible. The Archbishop of New Orleans, Gregory A- Amond, told uh, reporters that his, Clark's acts were deplorable. His desecration of the altar in church was demonic. I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. Demonic? I don't know. Stupid? Yeah, gross. Yes. I mean, if you don't want to be a priest anymore, don't be a priest anymore. That's a pretty big way to quit your job. Just kidding. I don't think he was trying to quit his job, but holy moly. Why though? Okay. Well, anyway, let's move on to this guy. I'm sorry, but this is another guy from Florida. And if you are in the live stream, you can see the picture of him. He actually has the state of Florida tattooed on his forehead, right between his eyes. He's Very proud of it. Well, he got in trouble. Why? Well, Florida might not have been as good to him as he thought they should be. He was walking home one night from not sure where, undisclosed. And it was a long ways and he was tired. So he called 911 and asked for a ride. And the dispatcher let him know that this was not appropriate and that they wouldn't be giving him a ride. Even offered to help him call a cab. And he said, no, I don't have any money. I just think an officer should come and get me and take me home. And she said, well, that's not going to happen. So they hung up. And a while later, he called again. This guy's name is Matthew Latham. So he called dispatch again. He said, I'm too tired. I don't want to walk home. Somebody just needs to come and get me. So they did. Turns out he was had his pockets full of drugs and drug paraphernalia. So they didn't even worry about taking him home. They took him to, you know, a nice suite of the local jail where he got three hots and a cot. So there you go, you entitled dummy. The police don't owe you a ride. Seems like we shouldn't have had to say that. But apparently we did. All right. (laughs) I love weird news. I honestly do. All right. So moving on to our next contestant today. This is really something else. This is really hard to understand. This guy's name is Rutledge Diaz. And Rutledge Diaz had a fetish. And his fetish was having his diapers changed. That's right. So he pretended, yeah, this was in Louisiana, by the way, Uh, he pretended to be a special needs person to have women that he hired as babysitters change his diapers. Yep. This apparently was a sexual uh, fetish for him, something that turned him on. And he figured it, he was paying them for it anyway. So he pretended to have a disability in order to get women to change his diapers. I have no words for this one. I mean, I do. Yuck. Holy shit. That's disgusting. What is the matter with you? And also, out of defense for actually disabled adults? Wow. Pretending to be disabled? How disrespectful. So he, one of his victims, Well, okay, but it gets worse because he had an 18... So he was pretending to be an 18-year-old named Corey. So he was hiring women, telling them that they would be coming in to take care of his disabled 18-year-old brother, Corey. Then he would pretend to be Corey and then ask them to change his diapers, in which he would get sexually aroused. There's just so much ooh around this, I can't even... But one of his victims, uh, yeah, she took care of Corey on 10 separate occasions before she finally decided something was wrong here and not right. Anyway, he was finally charged with 10 counts of sexual battery, 10 counts of human trafficking for labor, and one count of possession of a controlled dangerous substance. Well, there it is. Yep. At least two of the women didn't even find out he was lying until after he was arrested. Yep. At one of the court hearings, one of the babysitters said that learning the truth changed her outlook on the world. She said, I used to believe that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong. Indeed, my dear, you were. I just, I don't know. Do you guys have a word for this one? besides?" Holy hell. It's kind of all I've got, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you might have thought that uh, the guy with the Florida tattoo on his face was an interesting one. But I actually have more for you on that front. <laughs> it's not Florida this time, but believe it or not, I believe it is another Florida. Florida guy, but I'm going to get some more media up here for us quickly. So let me do that and then we'll keep going. Yes, Jackie. Yuck. Right. I mean, what? Yep, That to me has definitely gone too far for sure. Okay. Get a little more media going here for you and we'll keep going. All kinds of weird AF news to share. All right, here is our genius with the machete tattooed underneath his eye, as you do. Because who doesn't tattoo a machete to their face? It's all the rage these days, apparently. Well, our machete face guy, (laughs) his name is Justin Couch. And Justin apparently really has a thing for machetes. So he had been at a home where several people were having. A gathering. Not sure exactly what that means, but he lived there and and it was a part of this gathering. He got there and no, the victim lived there. I'm sorry. The victim got home and there were these people at his house having a gathering together. This is like a roommate situation of some sort. So the victim was not really a part of the party. He was just coming home to have a shower and take care of himself. Well, Mr. Couch starts to argue with him and invites him to take it outside. You know, like real men do. So they went outside. And when they did, Couch pulled out an actual machete and beat the crap out of this guy with it. He... Beat him upside the head with it, with the flat side of it, and then sliced his arm pretty bad. So, (laughs) the victim passes out from the pain, and couch takes off. Well, he goes to another house, and the victim then wakes up and isn't done with this. So, then he goes and tracks couch down at another residence. I hope he brought his um, own machete. Well, Couch feels bad, apparently, that he, uh, you know, tried to slice this guy's arm off. So he takes him to another friend's home to see if they can take care of his arm. And the other friend says, no, he needs a hospital. And the friend takes him to the hospital. So the victim, his arm is so injured, he is completely unable to use his left hand and may never actually regain use of it. So Couch has now been arrested. I know. Weird. He's been charged with aggravated battery and he's being held on a $10,000 bond. So, you know, before you tattoo something stupid on your face, maybe think about it. You know, maybe no weapons, maybe no weapons tattooed on your face. I'm not saying the weapons caused it, but what the hell is this about? Okay. And, you know, I have tattoos. I have lots of tattoos, actually. And when I started getting tattooed, lots of people said, you know, Getting all those tattoos, you'll never be able to find a job. I feel like I'm a little more hireable than somebody with a tattoo on their face of a machete. It was just this thought I had. But <laughs> what the hell? All right. Our next criminal, another real genius, he didn't want to wear a mask. He thinks it's silly. He didn't want to wear a mask in stores. He thought it would be, I don't know, funny maybe? Maybe it would be attention-getting. He actually was putting this on TikTok to make himself look super cool. This guy's name is Justin Rogers. He's 20 years old. And he and a friend bought watermelons, scooped them out, cut out eye holes, and put watermelons on their head to go grocery shopping. This happened in Virginia. And, you know, as you do, right? I mean, surely you all have a watermelon mask out there somewhere. Can you imagine how gross that would be? I mean, just from the scope of like, when that heats up, it surely, no matter, you can't, uh, you can't scoop that enough to not have some uh, (laughs) watermelon juice running down your back, right? Down the back of your neck as it gets warm. That's just got to stink inside and be gross. And that has nothing to do with this story, but I just can't imagine wanting to do that. But they thought they were funny. So instead of wearing masks, they were just going to wear, you know, watermelon masks. Well, here's the problem. When you do that, you're a little too identifiable. And it's probably not smart to shoplift while you're doing it. I don't know. It's just this thought I had. So these idiots go into a store with their watermelon masks on and they shoplift alcohol. But they have put videos of themselves on TikTok wearing these masks. So it's not very hard for the police to put out some kind of a, you know, statement on, you know, if you know of anybody wearing a watermelon mask, uh, you know, come talk to us. So, you know, no big surprise. These fools were apprehended. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to know that if you're going to be a thief, you need to not stand out, right? I mean, that's not hard. Anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Gary. There's, or Jerry, probably Jerry. There's no way that's not gross. That is so disgusting. But anyway, they didn't care. They just wanted to steal some alcohol while wearing a hmm, watermelon mask, apparently. Yeah. All righty. And then we have, this also happened in West Virginia, this couple here. Well, Julie Wheeler got in trouble. And she was going to be going to prison. So apparently she and her husband thought they had a good plan to keep her from having to go to prison. They faked her death. Why, as you do, if you think you're going to prison, right? So she and her husband created a crime scene and made it look like she had fallen off of a cliff. Only thing is, she hadn't. So they were visiting a place called Grandview State Park, With their son, poor son. I mean, come on. This poor kid's got these fools as parents. So dad and son tell uh, investigators that she was searching for a missing earring and she tumbled over the side of a cliff. The problem is they couldn't find a body and they searched and searched. They used canines. They used various rescue organizations. The National Park Service... Everyone came out to try to find Julie. What they didn't know is that she was at home, just hanging out. So after several days, authorities started to smell a rat and think maybe something was going on. So they had a warrant allowing them to seize electronics like cell phones and things, you know, because of course the family Are suspects in a case like this? And what do they find? A woman hiding in a closet. Who is Julie? So there was an ongoing case against her because she was a caretaker to a human being, a person with spina bifida. And apparently she was a fraudster. She had been accused of committing fraud by sending fraudulent paperwork to the Veterans Administration containing false statements about the length of time she'd cared for that individual to get paid more. And honestly, it's my gut feeling that she's probably a lifetime fraudster. She just got caught this time. But at any rate, she was actually going to be going to prison for up to 10 years. She had pled guilty, and this was a federal case because it was a veteran's case. So anyway, 10 years in prison she was facing and had to pay... Hundreds of thousands of dollars in restitution. This wasn't nickel and dimes. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. But nay, nay, not Julie. She's way too cool to have to go to prison. She just pretended to die instead. So now she's facing charges of conspiracy to commit a felony, conspiracy to commit a misdemeanor, filing a false emergency report, and... His father looks like he may be receiving some charges as well, though it does look like the 17-year-old son will be left out of charges because he is a minor and his parents are morons and sucked him into this. So, Julie, what a jerk. So, the thing that really gets me about the case with her is that while authorities are searching for this fool... They're not on other jobs. They're not searching for, you know, real victims and real criminals and able to do their jobs. Not only that, there were probably lives put in danger in searching for her. And there wasn't a damn thing wrong with her. So what a bitch. I hope she gets lots of time in prison and that she just, you know, really learns her lesson and that her husband does too. Pretty gross. So there you have it. Those are quite a few cases of weird news (laughs) coming up lately. Jackie said that they could all be Florida men. (laughs) What is it with Florida men, you guys? I've never been to Florida. I'm not here to trash Florida. But man, there's a lot of Floridian men in the news for weird stuff. Did you guys hear about that guy last year that when they had a cold snap and all of those iguanas? fell from the trees and were frozen, he filled his car up with something like 20 iguanas and started driving down the road and then they warmed up and woke up and started attacking him and he wrecked his car. (laughs) That would absolutely kill me. Oh my God. Think about the horror of being trapped in a car with 25 pissed off live iguanas coming at you. That does not sound like a good time. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I've got. So I hope you guys are having a great weekend. I hope that uh, you're warm. I hope you're, you know, wind isn't blowing a thousand miles an hour like it is here. We got the second Moderna vaccine yesterday and everybody at my house is pretty low key. I'm actually faring better than the rest of them. So, you know, that's because my immune system isn't quite as, uh, party and isn't going to jump up and fight. So it's not great news, but it is today. (laughs) Well, guys, be safe, be warm. Don't forget spirit school tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Mountain uh, for all of you spirit schoolers and watch for one more pop-up coming up this weekend. This has been True Crime Paranormal with this psychic sister. Take care.